Welcome to the LYC Podcast. We are a youth community that believes in loving people and meeting them where they are. Our desire is that through this message, God's love for you is confirmed, your hope in Jesus is renewed, and your faith is awakened. Hey, got a Bible tonight. Uh, why don't you get it out? If you don't have a Bible, not a big deal. All the words will be up on the screen. But if you have one, uh, go with me tonight to Matthew chapter 22. Matthew chapter 22. And uh, that's going to be our text that we, we look at tonight. Uh, hey, if we haven't met, my name is Brandon. And I'm one of, the, one of the leaders, one of the pastors here at our church and a part of LYC. And I just want to say thank you for being here tonight. Uh, anybody besides for me, you just feel like tonight's already been such a good night. Like I just, like worship was so good tonight. And I just sense the presence of the Lord. And I'm excited about what God will do as we open up the Bible. Someone said amen. Matthew chapter 22, we've been in this series. Uh, This is actually part five. And um, my wife, she asked me today, what are you preaching? And I told her, she's like, how long is this series gonna go? And I said, I don't know. Maybe we should wrap it up shortly. Uh, This is part five of our series that we've been in uh, called Battle Ready, volume one, The Fundamentals. We said at the beginning of this year, 2022, that our theme for the whole year was Battle Ready. The reality is you and I, we are in a fight. You can go fact check me through the Bible. It says John 10, 10, 1 Peter 5, 8. Uh, there's a plethora of other scriptures that talk about how you and I, we are in a literal fight, a literal battle. This is why there's expressions in the Bible like fight the good fight. There is a real enemy and he desires, John 10, 10 says, to steal, to kill, and to destroy there's this verse. Um, have you ever read a scripture before? And it is, someone just said, no, thank you, Kimberly. Thanks for leading worship tonight and ruining the sermon. I'm just kidding. Uh, but, but where it's like, that's kind of, like, that's kind of a, a, a very like harsh scripture. Hosea chapter four, four, verse six says this. It says, my people, someone said, my people, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. God's covenant people the people that God has made a covenant with and has committed himself to protect, to heal, to watch over. He says, my people, they get their butt kicked, for lack of better words, for lack of, for lack of knowledge. And so we started this volume one of, of uh, Battle Ready, just called Fundamentals. And every single week, we've been talking about the fundamentals of following Jesus. The reality is, we've said it every single week, you can be the most spiritual person in the world. You could speak tongues in five languages, if that's even possible. And, and yet still, if you do not have the fundamentals, you, you will get your lunch eaten. You, you, you don't stand a chance. The Bible goes, foundation always comes first. And so we've been talking about various things that are fundamentals. And tonight what I want to talk about as we continue in our series is I want to talk about our hearts. I want to talk about our heart. Someone just say heart. heart. Just, just point at your heart right here. Just, just right, just your heart. Yeah, For, 45% participation. This is very good. We're talking about tonight the heart. And I asked you to open up with me to Matthew chapter 22. And I want to read you... Uh, uh, a couple, a couple of scriptures, verses 34 through 40. Uh, and, and it says this, but when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. Verse 35, <clears throat> you, you can just follow me, keep going. Then, then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him and saying this, verse 36, teacher, talking to Jesus, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Verse 37, he says, Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God, with all your, someone said a heart. He goes, heart. 
Jesus, will, will you tell us what's the greatest commandment? You're teaching all these things. What's, just boil it down. What's the greatest commandment? And he says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Verse 38. This is the first and the greatest commandment. Verse 39. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Verse 40. On these two commandments, on these two commandments, hang all the law and the prophets. This lawyer, this religious leader, testing Jesus, trying to catch him in his own words, says, Jesus, what, what's, what's the greatest commandment? What's, I mean, just tell us, like, what's the, like, what's, what's, what's the greatest thing that we're supposed to do? And he goes, it's easy. You, you are to love the Lord your God. To, what do we, we sang the song tonight, I worship you. I worship you. He, he goes, to love the Lord your God with all your, your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. And then he ends this passage by saying, on these two things, the first one being to love the Lord your God, to give God your entire heart, and the second to love other people and serve other people. He said, these two actually encapsulate all of my teachings. There is, we won't turn here, but, it, but you could write it down, Mark chapter four. It's a great chapter to read uh, if you're looking for a great chapter to read. But Jesus says in Mark chapter four, he says, you wanna know what the whole kingdom of God is like? In other words, here, here's another version of, do you wanna know what encapsulates my entire kingdom? He said, it's like a man who goes out and sows seed and that seed begins to sprout and grow. The, uh, he, he, he explains this parable and says, really what I'm talking about is I'm talking about my word my ways getting in your, in your heart. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. The title of the sermon tonight is simply this, capture the heart, capture the heart. Look at your neighbor and say, capture the heart, capture the heart. Um, by show of hands, have you ever played the game before, capture the flag? Anybody? Uh, okay, there's some like enthusiasm in the room. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of guessing, are, is there anybody like you're like really into capture the flag? Like, is there, okay, okay, like, let's, let's go capture the flag. Um, what, what's the, just someone tell me, what's the greatest game of capture the flag you've ever played? Airsoft, airsoft capture the flag, the greatest game you've, airsoft capture the flag, okay. Anybody else, greatest game you've ever played? Uh, by the way, we are cooking up an event. I don't know if you can bring your airsoft gun, probably not. Uh, but uh, I think in the month of May, uh, we're going to be finding a big piece of property and uh, doing late night glow in the dark capture the flag, which I think is going to be awesome. But, but I, I, I love capture the flag. And since you're so enthusiastic, Evan, tell us what is the whole point? What's the goal of capture the flag? Okay, to, 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 to capture the flag. That's, that's genius. I, I think there, uh, that's, why, that's why we pay them the big bucks. I think there's two elements though, right? Because you're, you're trying to, to capture the flag, but simultaneously, what else are you doing? You, you are defending yours. D did you know that currently right here, right now, there's a game of, of capture the flag happening for your heart? What, what Jesus is saying in Matthew chapter 22, he said, really what God wants is God wants your heart. Did you know that God's not looking for just your obedience? Have you ever had someone do something uh, for you, but you can tell that like, they didn't really want to do it? Have you ever had this happen to you? Like right now I'm working with my son on uh, his attitude. He's three years old. I know like it's, gonna, it's a work in progress. But the other day we, we were in a meeting 
And it was our whole staff meeting at church. And so there's a bunch of people in the meeting, a couple of volunteers. And um, so it was a pr- pr- pretty full room or a somewhat full room. And we had just picked Grandma for preschool and he had to uh, sit with me quietly. And so the meeting's about to end and, and Jenny goes, hey, I'm, I'm gonna take him, we're just gonna take him home. And so, so Jenny kind of you know, goes to the room and I said, hey, follow your mom. Mm, I don't want to. I said, but you gotta go follow your mom. Mm-mm. And I, I, I leaned down. I applied a little bit of pressure to his little body just to let him know I'm right here, son, and discipline is on its way. And I said, hey, bud, I need you to go follow your mom and have a good attitude about it. It was so embarrassing. He, he walked right in the middle across our entire staff meeting. I'm looking for something that I can illustrate with. Our entire meeting with, uh, here, I don't know whose this is, but I'm, but I'm stealing it. This, I don't even know what this is. Um, but he like literally, like, it's like, this is a bomb or like what should... But he walked across our, our, our room like this. <sighs> and, he, and he drug his backpack and his lunchbox. And he made so much noise. He almost knocked down a chair. And it's like, bro, you, you did. <sighs> it did, didn't blow up. You, you did what I was asking you to do, but you didn't do it with the right heart. With the right heart. This is what the Bible says. The Bible says that it's the willing and obedient who eat the good of the land. So, so in other words, God's promises, God's blessing, all that God has for you, it's not just your obedience that unlocks it. It's your heart. Jesus didn't say, what's the greatest commandment of all? Well, the greatest commandment of all, it's to do all the, and he said, no, 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 really what it boils down to is the heart. He said, it's to love. He, he didn't say obey. Now, obedience is, is, is part of love, but he didn't say to obey, to be religious. He said, no, no, no. It's to love. It's to honor. It's to worship God with all of your, your heart. What, 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 what is your heart? Your heart, it's what, what scholars would define as the central part of your being. It's, it's what is uh, consisted of and controlling your mind, your will, your emotions. Matter of fact, we'll read this verse in a minute, but Matthew chapter 12, Jesus said, did you know that out of your heart flows your whole life? Everything you say, everything you do, all of your thoughts, all your motivation, it all comes from your, your heart. It's your heart. And the Bible says that what God is really after and what God really desires is your heart. So, so here, here, here's a question. How do you conjure up a feeling or emotion that you don't have? I mean, have, you ever, have you ever considered this before? Am I the only one that's read verses like this? And I'm like, yeah. Like, okay, I, like I want to give God my whole heart. Like Kimberly was killing it up here. And we're singing, uh, I worship you. I can't even think of the words now. Uh, I da 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 That one, we just sang it. And, and, I, and I'm like, yeah, I want to desire to give God, but I just don't I, don't, I don't feel like it. How do I conjure up a feeling or an emotion or a desire or a love for God that's just not there? You write this down, first thought I wanna give you tonight, simply this, we have to remember that you are the leader of your heart. You and I, we are the leaders of our heart. I, I, I know we've talked about this on a number of occasions in LYC, but do you know what the dumbest piece of advice is you could ever give or receive? Follow your heart, man. 
bro, just, bro, just fall. No, Jeremiah goes, your heart is deceitful. Your heart is wicked. Your heart is confused. I mean, am I the only one that I have big highs and big lows? That, that I wake up some days looking back yesterday and go, who was that person? Like, where did that attitude come from? Where I, I, I was in, I probably shouldn't tell you this, but I was in a meeting in church this past week. And um, it just like, there were a couple things that said, and I turned into such a baby. I didn't like verbally, like, you know, throw a fit. But in my body language, I was just, I was just, I'm just, just, I'm so. And, and someone after the meeting was like, hey, what's, like, what, what's wrong with you? Like, I can tell your whole body language, like, you checked out. And I'm like, what? Yeah, I, I shouldn't have done what. What is this thing? Like, what, what's going Your heart is not a leader. You are the leader of your heart. And, and do you know where a lot of us get in trouble? We follow our heart and we allow our emotions, we allow our feelings, we allow our desires to lead, to dictate, and determine our life. What does Proverbs 14, 12 say? There's a way that seems right to a man. There's a way that one's heart will lead them, and the end road is destruction. It's death. Thank you, Isaiah. Matthew 6, no, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Matthew 6, 21, listen to what Jesus said. Jesus says this, Matthew 6, 21, uh, the words of Jesus, he says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. In other words, here's what Jesus says. Do you want to know where your heart will be? It's wherever you are putting your treasure. I, I can very, very easily dictate, shouldn't say dictate, I can uh, uh, forecast your future passions if you just give me your calendar and, and I was going to say your checkbook. No one has a checkbook anymore. But, but if you show me where, where you spend your time, where you spend your money and, and what your relationships consist of. Because like clockwork, the Bible goes, actually, wherever you put treasure at, wherever you start investing your time, wherever you start investing your resources, wherever you start investing your energy and your intentional thoughts, the Bible goes, your heart will follow. I remember when, when I first started getting serious about God and I knew I needed to have a passion for God's word, but I didn't have one. Like anybody besides for me, you're like, I know I should be passionate about spending time with God. I just am more passionate about Netflix. Like, like can, can I get a witness? And, and I was talking to, to a mentor of mine and he said, Brandon, you have to remember, desire always follows discipline. You're waiting till you have this great emotional desire to give yourself fully to God, but desire follows discipline. It starts by making an intentional choice to say, God, I might not necessarily feel feel like this, but I choose today to put, my, to put my time in your ways. I choose to set my mind on your word. I choose to make time. See, like, time is the great equalizer because all of us, we get 24 hours in a day, seven days in a week. And, and, and that whole, I just don't have time is bogus. What, what we should say is, I just do not steward my time well. That's what we should say. I just, bro, I, just, I, I don't have time. That's not true at all. What, what I should say a lot of times is actually Brandon Gilbert Dearman, don't hate on the middle name, it's my dad's name. Um, Brandon, 
I was so embarrassed of my middle name growing up. I used to make up middle names when people asked me because I'm like, ah, Brandon, uh, Frank, dear. Like I just would like make, I'm like, ah, Gilbert just sounds so weird. But like the reality is Brandon Gilbert, dear, is you just don't steward your time well. You don't steward your energy well. You made an intentional decision to stay up way too late to watch this show or this game or to literally just scroll on your phone you, it's a stewardship issue. And what Jesus helps us to see in Matthew 6, 21 is that we are the leaders of our heart. Brandon, how, how do I grow in my passion? How, how do I grow in, in my devotion? How do I grow in my desire for God? You intentionally put your treasure into the things of God. Number two, you can write this down. We have to realize not only are we the leaders of our heart, but listen to this, we are the protectors of our heart. We often abdicate or give away responsibility that God has delegated to you and I. Like, have, 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 you, have you ever prayed a prayer like this? God, just help me to do a better job. Like, I've, I've prayed prayers like that. God, I just, I know I, I shouldn't be doing this. I, I, God, I confess that sin. Thank you for forgiving me. Just help me, God, to not do that anymore. It's an abdication of responsibility that God has delegated to me. What, what does Proverbs 4.23 say? I, I, I love the language of this verse, Proverbs 4.23. It says, keep or guard your heart with all diligence. One translation says it this way, above all else. Think about the strength of that language. Above some, some things, no, above all else. Guard your heart. For out of it spring the issues of life. Matthew chapter 12, verse 34 through 35. I told you we would get there. It's uh, Jesus says, brought of vipers. How can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Verse 35. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. Jesus was being, he's being mean kind of. He's like, yeah, he's the, what's the confusion here? You brought a vipers. I don't even know how to contextually use that, but I want to. I'm like, how can I work that into everyday language? Brought a vipers. Um, he, he, he says, like, how can you being evil bring, like, bring forth good? Out of the abundance of your heart, someone say heart, heart, your mouth speaks. And then he goes, don't you know that a good man, out of the good treasure in his heart, brings forth good. But an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, brings forth evil. I, I, I grew up in Southern California, and the church that we went to is about 40 minutes away from my school, which means that I had two sets of friends. I had church friends where I was, you know, one of the pastor kids on, yeah, this is my church friends. And then I had school friends. We talked a couple weeks ago about my poor decisions with relationships. And, and so I had school friends. And I'll never forget being at church, at this church function. And I don't know what happened. But out of my mouth came a profanity that I dare not repeat in this room or ever again. And, and, and I remember going, oh, that's, I, like, where, I, don't, bro, like, I, don't even, like, I don't even know where that came from. You know where it came from. It came from the treasure of your heart. It, it came from all the investment 
and all the treasure and all the, the, the things, the movies, the TV shows, the conversations, the inappropriate, it came from all this stuff that you've been filling your heart with. Do, do you know how your heart gets full? You have windows into your heart. Your eyes are a window into your heart. This is why the Bible says, don't set any evil thing before. Like, we, we don't just have the ability to see something and then go, okay, I forgot it. I just, like, when, when we put our eyes on something, it gets into our, to our heart, our ears. What comes into our ears, whether it's through the, the AirPods and the music we're listening to, or it's the books that we're reading, or it's the conversations we are happening, what goes in your ears gets in your heart. The, the, the thoughts that we think or dwell on, they filtrate into our, into our heart. And, and, and sometimes we act so surprised that we struggle with the things we struggle with. Sometimes we, we act so shocked at the issues and the patterns we have when we really shouldn't. Because if we were to just rewind the tape and take an inventory of all the things that we're filling our heart with, well, it's what our life is producing, isn't it? Anybody besides for me, you, you, you sometimes you think that certain parts of the Bible don't really apply to you. I, I mean, I'm, I'm 33 years old. I've been a pastor for 12 plus years and I still have to fight the temptation on the inside to go, I really want to watch this. Like this movie looks super interesting and it's also mad inappropriate. And I, and I have to fight the temptation for, for, for me to go, I mean, it's not like really going to affect me though. Like it's, not, like it's not a big deal. If, if you've been in youth for a long time, you probably heard me tell this story. And I don't really have time for it, but I want to tell you anyways. There, there was this dad and um, he, his son has some friends over and, and they're watching a movie. And, um, and his dad goes, hey boys, this is not an appropriate movie. Oh, come on, dad. Come, dad, come on, dad. This is, boy, this is, this is. It's not that bad, Dad. It's fine. He goes, all right, cool. And he goes into the kitchen. Ah, boys, it's the weekend, man. We're having a sleepover tonight. Like, I just, we're doing movies, and I just, I made you guys a fresh pan of brownies. They start digging, and this is so good. Oh, my gosh, this is so good. And he's like, hey, there's one ingredient. Like, this tastes, this tastes special. I, I just put a little bit of the dog's turd in, in, in the brownie mix, just to give it a little consistency. They start, oh, oh, just, uh, and he goes, what? It's not that bad. It's a, it's a little bit. And as cheesy as that story is, it is the reality of so many of our lives. Like you, you wonder why there's not consistent transformation. It's because you leave sitting under the preaching of God's word you leave times of devotion to God and you immediately put your AirPods in and you start filling your heart with things that are, that are contrary to, to the ways of God. In Proverbs 4.23, Jesus speaking through the writings of Solomon, uh, it's like, how do you get there? Solomon says, above everything else, guard your heart. Can, can, can I tell you this, like capture the flag? This is, a, this is a two-fold game because you and I, we are to guard. Someone say guard. We are to guard God's word in our heart. I really would encourage you, go read Mark chapter four. 
Because Jesus tells this story about these people that are receiving God's word. And only one fourth of them actually see transformation. And he tells the story about how for various reasons, three fourths of the people, they received God's word. And before they even got home, it already got stolen out of their heart. Mark 4.14 says that when God sows his word, the enemy comes immediately. T -t Tonight, like we're gonna be like, ah, thanks for coming to LYC, it's a good night. Ah, high fives, we love you, we'll see you later. And immediately, the enemy is gonna start working. Some of you, he's already working right now, trying to get the seed of God's word out of your heart. And we are to guard God's word in our heart but then we have the responsibility to guard and protect our heart from anything that is not godly, righteous, holy, pure coming into our heart. Lastly, point number three, and I'll invite Kimberly to come up and to help us close. But point number three, you can write this down. We are the leaders of our heart. We're the protectors of our heart. And then lastly, we are the feeders. We are the feeders of our heart. We're the feeders of our heart. Mark chapter four, verse 14. I just referenced it. But, but Jesus, he, he says this. He says, Mark chapter 4, verse 14, the sower, the sower sows the word. The sower sows the word. Mark chapter 4, again, he's telling this parable about how his entire kingdom works. And he says, the whole kingdom, it starts with the word of God being sown into your heart. I heard one pastor say this. If you're not regularly, someone say regularly. Look at your neighbor and say, that means more than once a week, bro. It's, it's more, more than once a week. If, if you're not regularly getting God's word in your heart, you're not even in the story. J Jesus said, all right, let me tell you, tell you a parable. This is how my whole kingdom works. Starting place is my word is sown in your heart. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, real quick, I don't mean to interrupt, uh, Rabbi, question. What if I'm not getting your word in my heart? Oh, my, my son, you're not even in the parable. In, in other words, you, you, you don't even stand a chance. How, my, my son, how can anything grow if seed is not first sown, Galatians 6, 7 uh, says this, Paul's writing and Paul says, do not be deceived. Someone say, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. Do not be deceived. Do you know why the Bible said that? Because there is a temptation in every one of us when it comes to this principle to be deceived. God doesn't say stuff because he's trying to just like make the book longer. You ever done that with your paper before? I remember when I was in college or getting my master's and I'd write papers, I'd have my wife edit it and she's like, was this paper supposed to be a certain length? Because you repeated yourself 47 times. This is not good work right now. He's not just trying to add filler. He says, don't, don't get deceived. Every one of us, there is a temptation to be deceived. He says, do not be deceived. Galatians 6, 7. God is not mocked for whatever, someone say whatever, for whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. D do you hear the responsibility that's been de delegated to us by, by our God? 
Matthew 6, 21, he, he goes, hey, remember, remember, wherever you put your treasure, your heart is fast behind it. Hey, 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 my son, pay attention. Above all else, guard your heart. You are the leader of your heart. You are the protector of your heart. In Galatians 6, 7, he says, oh, and also, you're the feeder of your heart. Hey, my, my son, do not be deceived. God, his ways, they, they will not be proven wrong. That's what God is not mocked. What it means is God, God can't be proven wrong. God ensures that his ways always work. He says, God is not mocked. Whatever you sow, you will also reap. So, so wait a minute. But like, what if right now all the seed, all the all the content, all the things that I'm putting in my eyes and my ears and my convert, what, what if they're like not good things? Goes, well, you're gonna reap that. Heard, heard, heard a man one, one time give a testimony and it was how, how God had rescued his, his marriage and rescued his family and his marriage and his family needed rescuing. Be, be, because he had egregiously betrayed his wife and his kids and had adul committed adultery multiple times. And, and I heard him giving his testimony. He said, you know, when I was in sixth grade and my eyes would intentionally wander and then get fixed on the magazines in the checkout line at the grocery store, I never thought it would lead to, 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 to where my life ended up. Like, no, like nothing starts big. It's seed form, isn't it? It's seeds. Bible goes, God, God's not mocked. Whatever you sow, whatever you put in your heart, you will, you'll reap that. And so what is our responsibility? It's to say, God, I'm, I'm going to lead my heart towards more of you. I'm going to intentionally begin to give myself to your ways, to spend time with you, to put your word, to, to, to put it in my heart and to be in your, why? Because I'm leading my heart. You said you're not looking for my obedience or my perfection more than you're looking for my heart. So God, I'm going to lead my heart. God, God, you said that out of the abundance of my heart, that my whole life is lived. And so I'm to guard my heart. So God, I'm going to protect my heart. I'm, I'm going to protect your word and just say, God, help me to keep this word in my heart. Help me to keep your, 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 your words. Help me to keep your ways in me. God, I'm going to be intentional. I'm not watching that anymore. I'm not listening to that anymore. I got to start deleting stuff out of my Spotify. I, I need to start getting rid of some numbers and deleting some apps because, God, I'm guarding my heart. And, God, I'm, I'm going to start feeding my heart intentionally. Do, do, do you know why I'm passionate about reading the Bible? Because I'm a pastor's kid who grew up in church his whole life. And I never grew in my relationship with God until I started feeding my heart God's word. I'm not passionate about reading the Bible because it's like the way that God loves us. Wow, my son, 364 days this year. Mm. I wish it was 365. I could have escorted you into another level of glory. But that's, that's not what it's about. I, I love God's word because I never grew. It was never real to me. I never saw freedom from sin. 
I never saw freedom from insecurity. I never got confident. I never grew until I started feeding my heart God's word. We are the leaders of our heart. We're the protectors of our heart and we are the leaders of our heart. So as we close, I wanna ask you this question tonight. Um, How are you doing in here? Like in, in, in here. What's the condition of your heart tonight? Is it bitter? Is it, is it cynical? Is it, is it full of lust? Is it full of greed? What, what's the condition of your heart tonight? Have, have, have you been leading your heart to devotion and love and worship for him? Have you been guarding your heart from anything that would, that would get in there? Have you been feeding your heart? What I love about God is that God says, every single day, my mercies are new. So guess what happened when, when you woke up this morning? The mercies of God were new. And no matter where you are, can I just encourage you, you can make a decision tonight to say, God, I repent of not stewarding, taking care of this heart the way that you've asked me to. And I'm asking you to forgive me, to give me grace, and to, to help me. We hope you've been inspired by this word. To help awaken your faith on a regular basis, subscribe now so you can be alerted when we have a new message. Thank you so much for listening.